0: This is the final of seven videos preparing us for the ceremonies of Easter. We now focus on Easter itself. As the death and resurrection of our Lord is the center of history, the center of reality, so it's also at the center of the Missal. The Missal begins with the first Sunday of Advent and works through the Church's year until Holy Saturday, which Jesus began in the tomb. Then comes the order of Mass. Beginning with the prayers at the foot of the altar, working through to the canon, and the words of consecration, and finally the last gospel. After this, the propers for Easter Sunday, the day of resurrection. The intuit as we will see, being resurrexi, I arose. What follows are the consequences of Easter, for example the Ascension and Pentecost and other great feasts. The point of this is to show that at the heart of the mystery, when Jesus was once dead in the tomb and then very much alive and visiting his people, is the Mass. So when the Mass is read today and any day, the Passion, Resurrection and Ascension of our Lord is working now in our lives. Let us take a look then at the propers of the Easter Sunday Mass to see what they communicate about this greatest of all days. The Intuit of the Mass is resurrexï. I Arose. The Collect tells us in all clarity what our focus this day should be, that God on this day, through his only begotten Son, has conquered death and thrown open to us the gate of everlasting life. That is worth celebrating every day. For this is the day which the Lord has made, Hecdias, this day, What day is it? It is Jesus' day that Abraham saw and rejoiced. It is the eternal day when one can worship God. The day is heaven, the night is hell. The sequence, like all sequences, is awesome, telling us in compact phrases, death and life contended in that conflict stupendous. The prince of life who died, deathless reigns. Death can never touch Jesus again. His victory is total. We know that Christ is risen, henceforth ever living. The gospel tells us that all this is very human, very real, very concrete, very historical. Human because the angel tells the women, do not be afraid. Real because it tells us Jesus is crucified and risen. There is nothing more real. Concrete, behold the place where they laid him, in this very tomb, a specific place on the face of the earth, not a myth, historical we're talking about Jesus of Nazareth, the greatest figure in history who changed the whole of history, who is its very center. With the unchanging creed, we testify to his resurrection and our resurrection. The secret asks God to accept our prayers together with the sacrifice so that what has been begun by the Paschal Mysteries, by God's working, may profit us unto eternal healing. We all desire if we have any sense eternal healing how can we attain to it this prayer tells us exactly it is by that which was begun in the paschal mysteries the passion resurrection and ascension of our lord this is the only way to eternal healing to overcome death and how can we access that which happened 2000 years ago through our prayers and the sacrifice we offer the holy sacrifice of the mass we need both How empty are prayers if we do not care to attend Mass, or if we are satisfied with an unworthy Mass? At the same time, what is the use of the most glorious Mass if we don't pray there? Today and for the whole octave, the canon stresses that this is the most holy day of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ according to the flesh. And again the necessity of right religious observance is shown in the post-communion. God will make of one mind those who partake and are satisfied with the Paschal sacraments. If we know that Holy Week is the highest week of the year, that Easter Day marks the highest event in history, if we love to be there and receive with faith the sacraments, this is the way to unity in God. These observations are made to encourage us all to read the texts of the Mass in advance, perhaps early in the morning or the evening before, so that we may meditate upon them and pick out a few notes, So that when we are at Mass itself, these thoughts may return to us. We are more present at the Mass, more present at the Easter Mysteries, which will help us through the whole year and help us through our whole life. The aim of which is that at the end we rise with Christ. That is something so big, we need all our life to prepare for it. Desperately the world wants to distract us from this. Distract us from Mass, distract us from Holy Week. Don't let it. Let this be our priority. Everything else can take second place. We didn't worry about our past. We have the present to come to God. This day, heck dears, Or for what other days shall we live? What else can be our goal? Every other day turns into night. To prove this, we can consider what seem to be man's longest lasting works. We might think of stonework, or business, or achieving fame. The pyramids have been there for millennia, but do we really care now? who built them? Does anyone love those who lie in them? Or many devote themselves to business, we may think of the success of the East India Company that lasted longer than most. But among many other things, they caused a famine in Bengal by insisting on opium crops. Did they put their profits above persons to build for themselves a way to hell? We may think of the fame of emperors. Is it enough that people remember one's name or parts of your life? accurately or not, who is better off, an evil man thought to be good or a good man thought to be evil? Most have heard of King Henry VIII or the Emperor Caligula, but their fame brings them no refreshment, no companionship if now they are tortured by the demons. Yes, all these things have their proper purpose, buildings, businesses, reputation, only it is a disaster if anything but God become our prime priority in life. For everything else will be taken away, and the only thing that will endure from history is the love which gave life to our actions. Charity alone has an eternal weight. One example here from the scriptures, Sirach tells us, Honor thy father in work and word and in all patience, that a blessing may come upon thee from him, and his blessing may remain in the latter end. If this be true of our earthly father, how much more when we honor our heavenly father. And if his understanding fail, have patience with him, and despise him not when thou art in thy strength, for the relieving of the Father shall not be forgotten. God will remember forever when we do good to our parents, to our family, to our neighbor, to anybody. And while this will not be forgotten, nothing else will be remembered. Acts of charity, of love, which serve the glory of God and his saints and the salvation of souls, these shall never pass away deep down we know there must be much more than we see here on earth. And so it is, through our acts of charity, eternal life is being already measured out to our souls now, and Jesus Christ is the way, his passion and resurrection. Of course we can only understand it in part, obscurely. The resurrection is a unique event, which the gospels show lies far beyond our expectations and comprehension. How is it that the angels in the tomb were not seen by the apostles? but were seen by Mary Magdalene. How is it that St. Mary Magdalene herself, whose greatest desire was to see Jesus again, was looking at him, spoke with him, without at first recognizing him? Or again, the pair of disciples on the way to Emmaus spoke for hours with Jesus, listened to him, their hearts were burning within them, yet they didn't recognize him till the breaking of bread. And his closest apostles at the Sea of Tiberias saw him on the shore, they were talking with him, yet at first didn't know it was him. This is a perfect description of the reality we live in. We do not always realize that the events of life and interactions with other persons are actually Jesus leading us onward. We don't see angels, but they're there. We think we're speaking with a gardener, and it is our Lord. We think we're walking with a stranger, and it's Jesus. We see a man far off on the shore, and it's God-made man risen from the tomb. This weakness of ours we can accept. Of course we don't understand everything. For at first their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And only later their eyes were opened. So faith is a gift of divine action. God decides when we will see through and understand. And when not. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. We have not seen. But we can believe. And God is hungry to pour out this blessing. If anyone should say that the Easter event was all about a mass hallucination or wishful thinking on the part of the Apostles who desired so strongly to see Jesus again that they invented it, constructed it, deluded themselves. This is so lame, so pathetic, it explains nothing of the great change that took place in history that must be traced back to a historical reality. Their evangelization of the world was most effective and powerful right from the beginning, even though it was then opposed by lies and misdirection, by corruption and bribery nothing can obstruct the unfolding of the lord's plan let us celebrate the lord's resurrection and look to our own there are specific facts we may be sure of even if they leave us wondering about the details how will our glorified bodies be different tradition and scripture explain they will be like christ's resurrected body enjoying impassibility clarity agility and subtlety impassibility meaning they can suffer no more sickness, decay, or death. For our body is sown in corruption, it shall rise in incorruption. Clarity, or radiance, for it is sown in dishonor, yet raised in glory. After the last judgment, the just shall shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father, their bodies without blemish, full of beauty and light. Agility, for what is sown in weakness, shall rise in power. The glorified body will obey the soul with absolute facility and speed of movement, as Christ's did. And subtlety. It is sown a corruptible body, it shall rise a spiritual, with a spiritualized nature, as Jesus is able to pass through doors. The material cannot hinder the spiritual. Our glorified bodies, though different to what we have now, in being so marvelously enhanced, retain their identity. It is the same body, we will be the same person what is man? He is body and soul, a person. Adam, in Hebrew, is spelt with Aleph, Dalet and Mem. The first letter, Aleph, stands for the divine spirit God breathes into us. The Dalet and Mem spell Dam, blood. Thus man is a mingling of divine life and animal life, for life is in the blood. We are animals, but we are rational animals, called to union with God himself. The resurrection though too high for our current understanding, is not too high for our calling, is not too high for our destiny, when God wills to lead us there. We wander through this life in darkness, sometimes with faint light, sometimes with great bursts of it. Where is it going? Obviously, it's going toward death, but it doesn't end there. If we have faith, if we will love the Lord and love others in him, then it will lead to eternal life. All will rise to the general judgment. And those who have had faith, and hope, and love, will be with Jesus, will know the Father, Son, and Spirit, will know Mary and all the saints, will see the angels. Death is not the last word, but the last word is the first word, as the Omega, the Alpha. And that word is the Logos, the Son of God, and in his name is life eternal. Blessed Easter.